The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. We were just talking about the draft, so that is what we're going to be talking about today. On this episode of This League, we are talking about the only thing that really matters, which is fucking off-season moves. Draft, and soon free agency will start on August 2nd, and they affect one another. Uh, We already have one massive trade. I am so excited to get your thoughts on. (laughs) Um, This is the trade. Memphis gets... Memphis trades with New Orleans Pelicans. Memphis trades Jonas Valanciunas, the 17th pick, the 51 pick in exchange for Eric Bledsoe, Steven Adams, the 10th pick, and the 40th pick in this year's draft. But they also get the Lakers 2022 first round pick, which is also sneaky meaningful. Boy, I did not see that trade coming whatsoever. Yeah, no, I mean, there was that report that uh, they really wanted to move Bledsoe and were, and were even willing to, like, move down in the draft to offload him, which makes a little sense. I love this for the Pelicans. I love it. I mean, you A, you're swapping Steven Adams out for Valanciunas. I mean, Val, I don't want to shit on Steven Adams too hard, but he and Zion just doesn't work. It, it, it just didn't. And Jonas, Jonas, uh, I think he's better than Steven Adams. First off, uh, he can spread the floor. He's just a way better fit for that team. And you offload Bledsoe. You move back in the draft from 10 to 17, but you really only give up one first round pick and you upgrade like twice. Uh, I love it. I love it. I think it might be a win win. Is it a win? I think it's a win-win. I get. I mean, if Memphis really likes someone that they think they can get at 10 and not at 17, then yeah, which they probably do. That's probably, you know, the... That's exactly what yeah. I see. Memphis won. They knew that they were going to have to pay Valanciunas at some point. Uh, Zion obviously will fit better with Valanciunas than Steven Adams. Valanciunas obviously uh, opens up the floor a lot for Jaw. And Stevens right now is going to be a straight lane clogger. So I think that they probably try to go and move uh, Steven Adams. Um, And apparently Steven Adams is like shooting. I think I said Stevens, but I mean Steven Adams. (laughs) Anyways, so apparently Steven Adams is shooting like a million threes now in practice. I don't believe it. it. To become like the next Brooke Lopez. But they get better on defense, right? Like Memphis was not a great defensive team in the perimeter. Right. I mean, or in the interior. Mm-hmm. Um, they're okay with Dylan Brooks. They definitely get better on defense. I think they have to move Bledsoe, I guess. Yeah, no, I mean, I saw a tweet that like they're not. They're uh, not uh, Eric finished. Bledsoe doesn't expect to stay there, in which, I mean, he's a clutch athlete. So we all know where this is going. He is a <laughs> backup point guard. This is how I would describe him. He is a backup point guard with not only 
who is undersized and obviously strong, but poor decision making and cancerous to any organization that he goes to, yeah. uh, including a team with Giannis, which is just sort of stunning. Yeah. Uh, and he cost $20 million. And he cost $22 million. 22, right. Um, but getting the 10th pick in the draft is fucking great if you have someone in mind. And the name that I think they might have in mind is either Duarte mm-hmm. or Kaminga. I mean, I don't think Kaminga is going to be there. I think someone's going to try to take him. But I like I like Duarte. Yeah. Duarte and Your Dylan boy. Brooks. <laughs> ooh wee. Ooh wee. Um, this is what the athletic. So the thing about the move for New Orleans is that they want to go out and get Kyle Lowry. But. They could have gotten and been able to pay Kyle Lowry without all of these moves. And this is what the Athletic said about that. Quote, a cynic could point out. And I was like, that's me. That's me, Trista Crick, the cynic. New Orleans had a means of generating almost the same exact cap space by using the stretch provision on Bledsoe. They could have done that and kept Adams, who makes three more than Valanchunas. But and allowing the cap higher cap hold for pick number 10 versus pick number 17, Pelicans would have had 26 million in room just there for a Lowry chase. And of course, if the Pels end up keeping ball and heart, cap room will end up being irrelevant since they can re-sign them both with their bird rights. It is a confusing trade to me. Um, the craziest thing, though, now is that the backup center that you thought you had uh, in Jackson Hayes is now probably going to jail. Yep. Facts. Like, actually jail. Uh, they drafted him at eight. The breaking news is that he recently got into an altercation, I think, last night or a couple nights ago, mm-hmm. with there was like a disturbing the peace or domestic disturbance call. Police came over. Jackson Hayes didn't want to, allegedly, allegedly didn't want to let him into the home. And then he, then he beat a police officer's ass yeah. and put him in the hospital mm-hmm. and then had to get tased. I and funny. then he was taken to the and hospital. And then he was taken to the hospital. I mean, it doesn't sound like a funny story and it's not, but it kind of no, is. Right. I mean, it isn't and it is, but he's, they need to find a backup center now in the draft. So 17, maybe Kai Jones. I don't know. Maybe they, okay. high teens, early 20s. Both, both Texas boys. Both Texas boys. Only a few big men expect Kai Jones to be on the phone with David Griffin. Like, hey, I heard you guys are in the market for a big man. I know. Sick humor. Sick humor. Also, you have to lock up Jonas Valanciunas. He's, his market value has gone up as well. He needs yes. to just re-sign him ASAP, Rocky. Yeah. Because you have no one now. You have no one now. Um, let's talk about the draft in general. Right now, consensus top four. Cade Cunningham, Oklahoma State. Jalen Green from G League Night. Evan Mobley from USC. Jalen Suggs. As an aside, Jalen Rose should be proud. Jalen Rose, birthed, <laughs> his mom birthed the name Jalen, and now we have two Jalens going to the top four of the draft. Yeah. Um, my favorite personally is Jalen Suggs. I've said it once. I've said it a million times. I like a two-way player. He's sneaky athletic. He's very competitive. We know that he's got the clutch gene. He's the one of the freak. I don't know if you've ever heard this story. Kids from Minnesota. He played a million sports. Every time he tried one, he was like the best athlete on the field or court or anything. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. He played soccer for the first time. And they, the coach said, could be myth, could be not myth that in the middle of the first practice, Jalen Suggs was the best soccer player on the field <laughs> in the middle of the first practice. So I like his athletic ability. Six, five is fucking big. He doesn't look six, five to me. Uh, six, four, six, five, two way guard. 
Um, and he is cousins with Terrell Suggs, which means he's a fucking hard rock. And <laughs> anyone related to Terrell Suggs, I trust in. Um, he's your number one in the whole draft. No, he's just my my favorite. Like can't miss. Like any team could plug and play. You know what I mean? Like not yeah. everybody outside of like maybe Portland or something. Like, but still. Uh, yeah. No, I like him. I, I like him for. I like all these guys. I like him for almost everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'll go number four to Toronto. Playing in Tampa Bay is kind of like they should get the number four spot, but they won a championship two years ago. So. Number four for them, sort of strange. But the new rumor is that Golden State is going to trade seven and 14 and maybe a piece to like the Cavs to take the number three spot and draft Jalen Suggs, which would be fucking heartbreaking for Toronto because you don't want Evan Mobley. You don't want Jalen. I don't know who you would get at that point, but I don't think you already have Pascal Siakam. Probably he's on the move, but I think it just fucks up all your plans if that's what happens. Yeah. Um. The closest to me out of those four of not panning out is Evan Mobley out of SC. Um, I just think big men, skinny big men out of Southern California, just the closest out of all of them. I get, I, I get it. I like what he, I like what he gives you on defense. Uh, I think he showed. I mean, he has the ability to develop into a scorer. Not saying that he will, but I like what he could bring athletically and defensively. So I think he, I kind of think Mobley's an immediate impact guy with the ability to get way better. Who is your favorite out of those four? I like Cade. I mean, I, I, I you just, are just jizzing all over Cade. You I just, I Cade. like Cade. I mean, what he can do uh, in all three levels at six eight. Uh, he's shown flashes of playmaking. Uh, he's like, he's big. He's got an NBA body. He's not going to get like tossed around on defense, uh, unless he's just like a total shithead, which could be, but I don't think he is. Uh, yeah, no, I like Cade. I like, I, I really like all these guys. It's tough. Like, I'm glad I'm not a GM right now in this draft because, uh, it's tough at the top. Tough at the top, but we all know kind of where it ends up in the top four, unless somebody goes insane. Like the one guy that could potentially, I don't know if you saw ESPN plus put out a whole like scouting report. The one guy who is kind of like a wild card to potentially fuck up the top of the draft is this guy Alperin Shangoon out of Turkey. Yeah. Who is ESPN's number one overall uh, prospect, which we will get to him. And he's like, apparently, quote unquote, could be the next Jokic. And people have him going. I know you're like, your eyes are darting back and forth. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Look, he is a strange. No, it's a strange thing. But he could easily like a GM. There could be GMs hiding in the weeds, pretending to love whoever. We'll call it Evan Mobley. And actually, they end up just saying, no, I'm going to take a flyer on this guy. Um if that happens, obviously, all kinds of chaos will will pan out. After that, after the top four, which I think is largely set, um, you've got James Booknight. Uh, UConn. From UConn. Six, three and a half. One of the best handles in the draft. Uh, played at UConn. Been moving up the draft board because his workouts have been phenomenal. He's streaky, though. He's streaky. Uh, I think the best fit for him is probably Golden State. At seven, potentially. Who? What do you like about him? What do I? I mean, uh, he's shifty. I actually think he's a little taller than that. I I, I have him at six five in in some things. Uh, yeah. I mean, his shooting is a little streaky. Uh, but I I, I think his body's pretty good. I, I I like him in that like mid lottery range. I think that's the exact type of player you hope to get in the mid lottery. I think he's like 
could be huge upside. Like I have huge draft analyst type friends. Like they're they they live and breathe this stuff, and they're like, I like this book night kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks bigger than six three and a half for sure. Slender. Um, but yeah, he could go anywhere from seven to twelve. I could also see potentially Memphis taking him at ten um, to go with Jaw, which is a possibility. Maybe Orlando at eight. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see any of these guys go to Orlando. Honestly, I don't. But the, I mean, the funny thing is, like, everyone will. Well, I mean, everyone's a fit in Orlando because they need everything. So, Correct. like, everyone yeah. is a, f- a potential landing yeah. spot is Orlando. But like, I just don't want. If you need a lot of development time. And a lot of development energy. You shouldn't go to Orlando. You should go to San Antonio or Miami or Golden. Not even Golden State. Golden State, no. Uh, I mean, Orlando just hasn't really shown the ability to develop anyone. Develop, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Oladipo is the closest, and like they got rid of him, like before he became before he was like fully baked. I think possibly the only reason that he really panned out is because he ended up going to Oklahoma City and then to Indiana. So possible, yeah. uh, Oklahoma City, great landing spot if you need to develop. Uh, they are not committed to winning anytime soon. <laughs> so you're going to get a lot of reps to try shit out. Corey Kispert, kid is, I think, going to move up into one of those roles like a Joe Harris or a Pat Connaughton. He's 6'6", like Joe. White guys who can shoot. White guys that can just <laughs> shoot the shit out of the ball. Off the dribble, spot up. 50, 40, 90 guy, potentially Gonzaga, fully formed 22 year old. Like that guy could fit into pretty much any roster. I think probably Golden State would make somewhat of sense or Indiana or maybe the Washington <laughs> Wizards. Indiana, of course. I mean, like, yeah, I could totally guys. see him in a Pacer uniform. Yeah, right? yeah. Like he's already built for yellow. Yeah, no, I mean, he's just, he's a really good shooter. He shot uh, 88% free throws last year. Like that's, which is, that's kind of, I read like a long time ago, that's what GMs like look for more in like, can they develop a shot is free throw rather than field goal and three point percentage because shots like over the course of a game, they'll get better at taking contested shots. But free throw shows like just like raw Form. ability to shoot. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I I like what he can bring. I mean, the twenty two thing, eh, but I mean, Cam Johnson was twenty two when he got drafted. Was twenty three maybe when he got drafted? So that, that's actually maybe a decent comparison for him too. Yeah, yeah, six, yeah, six six. He's uh, I don't think he's as athletic as Cam. No, Johnson. No, I don't think he is either. But like, he, no, 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 he can't move <laughs> can like Cam Johnson. See, but. Can you see him dunking on PJ Tucker like Cam no. Johnson did? No, 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 no. I he don't. Yeah, I don't think so. But to be fair, I didn't think Cam Johnson could do that either. So. Facts. <laughs> One of my favorite players, and I'm super biased. Super, super biased. Chris Huerte, six fucking six. He's 24. He's old head. But he even said it best. Like, if you want to win now, you take me. If you want a little baby that you need to develop and feed him milk and put him in the in the stroller, like you take those 18 year olds. I'm going to be able to contribute right away. Ready to play. Probably one of the most ready to play guys in the draft. He's super athletic. He can shoot a lot. Not as well as like Dylan Brooks. Like Dylan Brooks has developed like into a much, I think, a better shooter. There's a potential that Memphis could take him again at 10. Golden State, the whole thing about Memphis potentially moving up to 10 might have been for Duarte because Golden State is salivating after him at 14. A Portland would be perfect spot for him, but Portland has zero draft picks. So yeah. we will not we will not get him. <laughs> he's um, super old too. He's twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah. Downside, he's not really big enough to handle large forwards on D, but if you're with Dylan Brooks, it doesn't really matter. 
There's a lot of guys in Memphis that can guard. All I'm saying is I don't think it matters that Chris Duarte is not super big enough to handle these larger forwards on mm-hmm. D. Uh, a lot of places want him. A lot of – what do you think? You just think he's too old? No, I, I, I'm not, like, down on him at all. I mean, he is, like, a little old. Like, if you're at the top of the draft and you're looking to do a complete rebuild, you may want to go with a younger guy. But uh, for, like, yeah, like a Golden State or a team that you think is, like – close to maybe getting there and this guy can be like a reliable uh you know bench player to start out yeah i like him i forgot to say chris duarte went to oregon he did ducks go ducks um let's talk about guys who are i think big risks i think that's probably what people really want to know is like when you see these names should you be concerned and i think the biggest one i bounced around with this guy i bounced around (laughs) i was like is he a sure thing? I thought it might be a sure thing at yes. first. And then I did some more research and I was like, oh, I took him. I was he was in the trouble category and then he went into the wild card category and then he went into the sure thing category and then he went back to the trouble category. So he's he's six, seven, two twenty five from Florida State, 19 years old, Scotty Barnes, consensus top five pick and maybe one of the riskiest top five picks uh, I have thought about in a minute. I don't know about that high, much hyperbole, but to take him fi- top five, given who he is, is sort of fucking crazy to me. The guy is like a Ben Simmons-esque. I mean, he can't shoot. He can't shoot. Yeah. He doesn't shoot. He has more offensive moves than Ben Simmons. He can pass cross court more than Ben Simmons. He doesn't shoot particularly well from the free throw line. He's a 60% free throw shooter, which does not bode well if you're a GM, as you said. You watch his highlights and you're like, man, he's athletic. And then you're like, damn, he shoots 29% from three, 60% from the free free throw line. And now there's scouts being like, his whole entire shot needs to be reconstructed. Sound familiar? Yeah, I mean. Ugh. They call him for top five? Oh, Lord. Uh. I don't know. Yeah, no, I I would not take him at five. If I'm Orlando, that's that's not who I'm looking at. That would be a at very at Orlando move. Sorta, yeah, Ugh. yeah. They could, they, they could. I'm not, I'm not predicting what will or won't happen, but that's that's not who I would be looking at at five. No, they said he's a combo of Draymond Green and Pascal Siakam, and I was like, yeah. If you take Draymond Green's offense and Pascal Siakam's defense, maybe like, no, like yeah. he has tools, he's athletic, but like. That's the riskiest pick, maybe, in the lottery. Yeah, I did. It'd be hard to, like, say definitively, like, no, you're wrong. He's he, he's a risky pick for sure. And like where he's slated to go, I think you may be right. I would love to see him in a place like the Spurs, like a place yeah. where you could develop him, or a place like if he was going further down and they didn't have any other needs like. Jalen Suggs that they need him but like I could see Nick Nurse trans trying to like work on his shot you know like yeah. Nick Nurse has transformed like I think Fred Van Fleet shot a little bit and so he's known for that but like some place not Orlando like not Orlando they're not going to develop him not going to not going to I'm very worried about Scotty Barnes <laughs> uh, Jonathan Kaminga 220 G League guy this is the problem with Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, I again, one of those guys where you're like, oh, he has such upside. And then you watch him and you read about him. And like, here's here's the book on him. No motor. 
raw athleticism. He's 22. No motor, but raw athleticism. Doesn't try sometimes. Takes plays off. Has elite defensive potential if he ever decides to lock in mentally and improve his fundamentals. Capable of someday shutting down smaller, quicker players if he decides to play with intensity. And those were his pros. That was the positive on Kaminga. The downside is his decision-making. He gets flustered when his first read isn't available. He ends up jacking up a ton of contested shots instead of looking for a pass or creating higher quality shot for himself. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, the thing about him that I think... uh that GMs kind of kind of have a feel on him for is that like when he looks good, he looks really good. And when he looks bad, he looks really bad and he just looks lost and makes a lot of mistakes and doesn't really use his body in a way that he should and should be looking to do, which uh, is, I mean, uh, 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 mentality. Like thing. I mean, he's, a, he's 18 years old. I don't think it's, I actually kind of like his upside. I like him way more than I like Scotty Barnes personally. Yeah. I think if you are, a GM like Oklahoma City, maybe, maybe. Like, you've got a million picks. You've got a million of them. Yeah. You've got, like, literally 20 picks from now until 2027. So, like, you have the ability to go for someone with high upside. Maybe Sacramento, where people go to die, like, good fit. <laughs> but, like, if I'm a team who needs something now, like, you have no time to waste. And Kaminga, not, not, not the one. But we're talking about trouble here. So, yeah, all these guys are trouble. Uh, Davion Mitchell from Baylor, he's six feet in high heels. Um, <laughs> he could be great. Yeah, I mean, he's tiny. But he is little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is, he plays a lot. He's a winner, right? He's played at Baylor, one chip, very nasty, plays a little like Drew on the ball into your body. Uh, very good at getting to the spot on defense before you. I saw him shut Cade Cunningham down, which is fucking crazy because Cade Cunningham is what, 6'7? Uh, yeah, 6'7, 6'8. 6'7, 6'8. Okay. Yep. So you got a little tiny guy putting clamps on Cade, which I think is a great sign. Uh, he's skilled. He's like a smaller, quote unquote, Donovan Mitchell, they say. I mean, they say. They D, say. D Mitchell and they both wear 45. Yeah, it's both- actually confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think if he was 6'3", he'd go top three. I don't know about top three because he still is old. He's like That's he's true. like twenty three too. That's true. But he he would definitely be going higher. Yeah. Um, he's actually a weird one because he he shot really well from three and not from free throw. Uh, so which means maybe it won't translate. Correct. Yeah. No, he's. He's a big risk, and he probably will go top ten. Like I've seen him link to at like, eight. yeah, I've seen him link to like Golden State, maybe, which I I don't like. That at doesn't all. make. Here's the thing: only certain players fit for Golden State. Guys yep. that are going to contribute for sure. Guys that are going to help them win. Now, if they're keeping those picks, we already know it's a problem. We talked about that before. But if you're going to come in and like Clay's healthy, we think, and Steph. And Wiggins, who knows what's going to happen with him, probably going to get discarded. You need someone. You don't need another undersized guard now. Do you? <laughs> no. like, you don't need that. And I don't think he's going to be able to get a shot off. There's a potential. You're six feet flat. And I just don't. I just don't see it. He could end up like Trey Burke, just bouncing around. He could. Yeah. I mean, if your shot doesn't translate like Trey Burke's like didn't like. Yeah. No, you're you're looking at that. Yeah. yeah. 
So I could see him, and there's not that many people, there's not that many teams that really need him, need him in the top 10. So, like, I could see him actually falling down to, like, 15 to Washington, which I think would be a decent fit. Yeah, he could. I don't think he will. I just, I've just seen him in enough mocks, which I know is not a good reason, but I, I, I feel like someone in the lottery's taking him. Let's look at these picks. Let's look at the uh, draft order really fast. Because once you start getting down there, you're like, I don't know. So you've got, we know the top four are spoken for. Orlando, five. Oklahoma, six. Golden State, seven. Orlando again at eight. What do you think Orlando will take them at eight? Good. That I mean, would be it, dumb. it depends on who they take at if five. If they take Scotty Barnes, let me just say this now. If Orlando takes Scotty Barnes and Davion Mitchell in this year's draft, yeah, that would- I'm putting out a state. I mean, this is that would be a laughable travesty such an orlando magic slash sacramento kings move yeah that would be thankfully the sacramento kings so okay but then at at nine sacramento doesn't need a guard so they have uh orlando or uh, sacramento has uh, buddy healed at the two they have tyrese halliburton and they have fox so we know for sure sacramento is not drafting a guard correct Right, yeah, no, okay. that would be... Then you've got yeah. Memphis at 10. Are you going to pair Memphis, Ja Morant, with Davion Mitchell? No. Don't make no sense. Then you've got Charlotte, a plethora. You've got Devontae Graham, you've got uh, Terry Rozier, and you've got LaMelo Ball. So they're not going to take another point guard. Then you've got a bunch of point guards in San Antonio. All We don't know what's going to happen with them, but you got DeJounte Murray, you've got... Um, what's his name? Kyle, Derek, Derek White, Derek White. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what if San Antonio decides to do that. I don't think I don't see Popovich being or RC Buford being super interested in an undersized guard like that. So then now you're talking about Indiana. Is he going to in the I don't know, like you've got guys and then you've got Golden State popping around at 14. And what if Duarte's there? Then now you've got Washington at 15. So, yeah, no, I, I, I'm not I'm not huge on him. So I'm that, that wasn't me vouching for him. I've just seen him in the lottery just. Most places I look, I feel like. Yeah, we'll see. Franz Wagner, another risky, risky pick. Mostly because he is Mo Wagner's brother. Right. <laughs> and we know, we know, man, what do I say? need to say. He has no real bag. And I no. love the bag, you know, personally. No offensive moves, no shake and bake, no creation of his own shot. Uh, he's never going to be a go-to scorer in the league. He's a pretty good shooter. Pretty good That's shooter, yeah. though. Yeah. Good spot-up shooter. Good off the bounce shooter. Yeah, if he can, uh, if he can develop into like an NBA ready like defensive player, he's got a role. He's got and, and he actually, will and actually probably have a role, probably a pretty good role if he can become really good defensively. If you are, you could be like a better Duncan Robinson. Uh, yeah, I like mean, better and way bigger and yeah. bigger, <laughs> bigger for sure. What is he six? He's like six nine. Six yeah. nine. Yep, Duncan Robinson six six. Yeah, six seven. Like that, yeah. Good, def- good defender. Uh, can score. But not score, score. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can score, not score, score. Uh, Golden State maybe at 14. I think he would have a great role there at 14. If Duarte's gone at 10. I think he would immediately contribute there. The Golden State thing is so weird because, I mean, you... It's hard to imagine them, and Kevin O'Connor said this too, and saying something like, "It's hard to imagine them playing two rookies and Wiseman." Well, they're not so, going like, to keep Wiseman, are they? I mean, they could. I mean, I haven't heard much chatter lately. Sheesh. Steph is going to be unhappy. 
it's going to be unhappy. They're trying to move. They better get, I mean, if they, if they got Suggs, that would be nice. You know, that yeah. would be nice. That would help. I don't know. If you got 14 and seven, traded up to three, maybe gave them Wiseman. And then like, they knew that they weren't going to keep Jared Allen. And so they just kept Wiseman. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Another guy I, I think is not very good. Uh, Isaiah Todd. G League guy. Yeah. Maybe the worst of the G League guys. Well, it was funny because they were all on the same team and he's the one that kind of like no one cares not, about. No one talked. Yeah. No one yeah, cares about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah amongst. Yeah. In yeah. reality, if we're being blunt, no one cares about Isaiah Todd. No. He's slated to go in the mid early to mid 20s. Uh, not a good shooter. And the book on him, just like athletically gifted, as a lot of guys that are 6'8 are. Um, this is what the scouting report says on him. <laughs> the cons are his shot selection. He settles for contested mid-range jumpers when he should pass. Okay, so That's a bad trade. what does that mean to me? <laughs> bad decision maker, yeah. right? Not thinking. Not a good thinker. Not great IQ. Then these two really concerned me. Prefers to play on the perimeter and doesn't make much of an impact rebounding the ball or protecting the basket. Hold, pause. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking, but there's another one that will make you think it even more. Lacks toughness defending on the interior. Bigs plow through him underneath the basket. So he's soft and not very smart. Yeah, and uh, if you're not contributing much uh, rebounding, that's a problem for a power forward center, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yikes. When you're not going top five to ten and you've played significant minutes in the G League and no one cares about you and you're measuring up against men, which I think raises your stock because they just kind of like change the, the scale that you're evaluated on. Like, oh, yeah, you're, you're yeah. 18 playing against men. It's not a good sign. No, no. He actually shot like okay in the G. He shot like 36% from three. He should. He so, wants to stay on the perimeter all the time. Right, exactly. And, and, and like what they said about decision making, like he would settle for shots. Honestly, I can kind of see how you could run into that in the G League because it's not like because <laughs> it's not like you're playing in college and you like really give a shit about wins and like you got a bunch of fans that really care if you win. And if not, yeah. like they're going to be mean to you on Twitter and shit. You're really there to put up numbers and get stats. So I can see how like a He's 90. Like, Fuck passing. I need to just shoot this. Right. I mean, and I'm not saying it's good. I'm not trying to like make excuses for that, but I could see how a 19 year old could fall into that in the G League. Facts. Because yeah. nobody's like, hey, did you see what Isaiah Todd did on Tuesday night against the fucking Iowa Energy? Yeah. And you see it in the Summer League all the time, too. I mean, to like maybe a, actually probably a similar extent. Like they're not caring I think about Anthony that. Simons yeah. put up like 50 points in the Summer League. Yeah. No, you're getting your stats. It's <laughs> a stat padding situation. Yeah. Best landing spots. I think Brooklyn Nets. Could be a good one. Isaiah or um, DJ's on the move. Yeah. I mean, that'd be sick if they could if they could get someone with that potential there. I think he might be. I think he might be someone someone takes a chance on. You think so? Could be. I think Clippers could use him at 25. Yeah. That would be an interesting because they're good at developing guys. You got Jerry in there. They need a big man. I, I think Ibaka is probably I think he might retire. Really? I don't know. Damn. It's not good. It's. I mean, he's not healthy, right? So they need someone else. Maybe it's him. Maybe it's not him. Uh, wild cards. Alperin Shangoon. 6'10 from Turkey. 18. I think he was the MVP of the Turkish League. 
Yeah. Uh, insane. If you've watched him at all, his footwork for being that tall is fucking absurd. He's massive. He His footwork, he can just spin, change pivot foot. He can, he's got so much touch around the rim. He has a little tiny baby jumper. I've definitely seen him shoot threes before. Yeah. I've seen him. He does have a crossover step back, which is kind of wild for someone his size. He could be like a Vucevic or a Sabonis. The upside, the absolute ceiling is Jokic. I don't think that's happening. I yeah. don't. But we didn't think Jokic would be Jokic either at 44 or whatever he got drafted On at. one of the draft comparisons I saw, uh, he <laughs> he was compared to Tom Gugliotta, who was my favorite, play- <laughs> who was my favorite player as a child, so I enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, he, he shot super well from the field. He shot like 68% in the Turkish League, so I hope he won uh, MVP. Yeah, no, I, I, that, that, I think he's a nice player that m- probably develops into – at least like a decent role player, like someone will like if he finds his way on a good team, like someone will find something to do. I with think him. this clip is going to get used again. I think we're <laughs> at this moment where you're like, <laughs> he could be. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I think possibly Oklahoma City might sneaky get him like maybe at six. Yeah. Maybe Memphis is is tra- traded for uh, Stephen Adams and maybe he plays four and Stephen Adams plays five. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. I would love him there. Charlotte would be incredible for him. LaMelo, Hayward, Miles Bridges. That's a fun team. The kid can pass. He's got a lot of touch. He can rebound. He also is quick to snatch. He's got some toughness. He's got some toughness for like a guy in Europe. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if he develops his passing and like all that, then he could become like a diet Jokic kind of. That's like yeah, yeah. if he could yeah, if he could do something like that. He's a little yeah. slower, but not by a lot. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, you can change and, your quick and twitch. And he's shorter. He's not as big. He no, can't, he's, he's not, not going to be able to like shoot over guys like Jokic. No, but, yeah. but he's he's. You can develop a quick twitch. Like you can fix that a little bit. Oh sure. So, uh, I like him a lot. I think somebody might reach for him. Joshua Giddy, another guy who's moved up the draft boards from the NBL. Uh, cue the down under music. Um, six eight Australia. He's looked great in the Olympics, looked great against Team USA, um, shredded us. He put up 14 yeah. against Nigeria. He can pass. He's got court vision. He's got like f- decent floaters, I would say. Not a great shooter, but a no, pretty that's good not a, shooter. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say shooting is necessarily a strength right now. But um, yeah, no, I think he's going to go fairly high. I think he's probably looking at... Definitely lottery, maybe top 10. I yeah. think I think somebody could end up reaching, we'll say sort of a reach and sort of not a reach. Yeah. I think any guy that's playing in the pros and doing well, like he's playing, you deserve a little more credit than fucking Scotty Barnes. Like, <laughs> Orlando, why don't you take Josh Giddy over Scotty Barnes? I hate being mean to Scotty Barnes, but like, Josh Giddy, don't you think that's a bit better upside than Scotty Barnes? I mean, I, I probably do. Yeah. I mean, he's just 18. I know Scotty Barnes is young too. Uh, but yeah, no, no, no. What I've seen of him and like played professional ball already, I. Yeah. He could be like a little diet Karis Levert or, 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 uh, fit with, fit with Levert and Brogdon. But I think Pacers could be an interesting. I hate to say Joe Ingles, but. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's okay. It's not. That's, it's is so it typecasting? Yeah. It's like the people that said Devin Booker was like Clay Thompson, like just because he like looks like him. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, oh, like does Davion Mitchell really remind you of Drew, or right, do they yeah. just look similar? 
Like, are they just kind of similar guys? Uh, yeah, I think Pacers could be interesting at 13, but some, they might go, Ooh, he might go yeah. top five. Who knows? Um, Usman Garuba. I think nobody knows what to make of this guy. The Spaniard? There's not a lot of tape on him. Uh, 6'8", power forward, playing in Europe. Kevin O'Connor likes him. Kevin O'Connor says that he plays with elite effort, elite intelligence. That's good. Not great at putting the basketball in the hoop. Not ideal for playing basketball. Uh, Apparently, he is a pretty bad free throw shooter, too. I don't know. Is it worth taking a flyer on a super athletic defender with problematic offense? It's like another situation like Ben Simmons again. I mean, if he's just a bruiser and can go and give you like 15 minutes where he's just snatching every rebound and just knocking people around, maybe. Maybe he's not a bad spot for like a Clint Capella. Sure. I mean, yeah, if you can get Clint Capella in the 20s, yeah. Like, I mean, I. Or like a Drew Gooden. (sighs) Drew Gooden was a bruiser. Yeah. I mean, he went like four or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, he's not someone I would reach on by any stretch. I think I I, I think he's someone that like a good team takes. Like, that a playoff team takes like in the 20s or something like that, stashes him for a little bit and sees what he can do. I think OKC could maybe take him at 18. That'd be a good fit. Atlanta, maybe at 20. Atlanta, like that. Atlanta is interesting because they have like the freedom to do basically anything. Yeah, like they uh, they don't have any glaring holes, so they kind of just they almost have too many uh, people at every yeah. position. They yeah. can kind of just decide um, to take a flyer that they think has tremendous upside and then just say fuck it, fuck it. Definitely I mean, Lakers could. at twenty two could be interesting. Could yeah. be, yeah. He does have the ability to fall. Yeah, give him give him Drummond's man. I actually do like him kind of in a way. Yeah, I kind of do like Drummond's minutes. Yeah, Uh, this kid Joshua Primo, lot of draft projections. Bama boy, Bama, Bama boy, six four. A lot of projections have him going late first round. I think he has a higher ceiling than that, though. He's got he's got a good shooter's mentality. He's not small, six four. I think. His first step is slightly slow, which is why people are. But they said that about Luca. They said that about. I'm not comparing. By <laughs> no means. I just want to say, by no means am I comparing Joshua Primo to Luca Doncic at all. Right. But what I'm saying is, when people say that your first step is slow, like, do they really know? Like, I don't know. You had all this MVP <laughs> tape on Luca, and that was the book on him was that his first step was slow. So maybe it's not slow. Maybe we're evaluating him incorrectly. Yeah. Um, I yeah. mean, this guy can stroke the ball, though. Yeah, he can yeah. hit. Yeah, he can yeah. hit. So I think Houston could be interesting at 23. Mm-hmm. Nuggets could be really interesting at 26. Sixers, too. Sixers, I like. It depends on where he falls. Like, even, like, Phoenix could maybe. Like, it, it, it really just depends on where he falls. Because, like, this is another guy that I think someone may just fall in love with him in pre-draft and, yep. like, either trade up and get him or something like that. I, I, I think he's actually a decent candidate for that. I think so, too. Yeah. He's smart. He can shoot from deep. He can create and get his own shot off the bounce. Like, I think he could end up really helping a team with his offense. So, yeah, I think it would be great in Phoenix. Yeah. Like as a succession plan. He probably won't last that long. 29? No, I don't think so. Uh, Flyers. 
Guys, I have zero clue. There's no best fits. I have no idea. Isaiah Jackson, 6'10", freshman out of Kentucky. Apparently, Coach Cal is like, he has so much more upside to go. Like, Coach Cal gives him the stamp of approval. Uh, Downside, he is 6'10 and 206. As a a comparison, I looked this up earlier today. Mm -hmm. DeAndre Ayton, when he got to the University of Arizona, was 230. Gained, no, yeah, gained 20 pounds his freshman year at Arizona. I know he's 7'1", and he became 250 on the way out. So this kid is 206 and 6'10", I mean, he's tiny. He's thin. Mm-hmm. What is Kevin Durant? 230? I couldn't tell you. I'm, I'm bad at keeping tra- track of weights. Yeah. I mean, the kid that needs muscle. Right. Yeah. The kid he, needs HGH. He, <laughs> he definitely does, and he does not, uh, he does not shoot threes. Like, I don't think he shot... He may have shot like one or two like all season at Kentucky. And that's a massive problem for bigs that you're not even taking them in college. Like you're not even taking. What if Coach Cal didn't let him? That doesn't sound like something he would do unless he's just so bad. That like, I mean, which it, which either way, like it, it just proves that he's bad. So, yeah, that's just that's a that's a problem in a developing player. I would say that. And Coach Cal is known for developing guys. Yeah. And so if you don't have a shot now, will you have a shot three, four years from now? I mean, DeAndre Ayton was hitting threes. He doesn't even need to shoot threes now, but he can take threes. He can hit threes. I've seen it with my own two eyes. Mm -hmm. Man, I'm going to butcher this name. Ayo Dasumo out of Illinois. 6'3". Flashy guard. I think I said it right. Hardworking junior. Uh, So he's a little old. 6'3", probably closer to 6'1 and a half, 6'2". So he's, he's, they're probably lying about his age. Anyone who's like, <laughs> anyone who's, they don't say a six, three and a half is really probably under six, three. Yeah, maybe. I don't trust it. Um, wild fucking passer all over the place. Scouts like his defense. Do you think that scouts are overrating defense right now? Like just where we are in the moment? I think it always just becomes a thing in the draft process just because you're trying to look at anything and everything. And like you, you, you maybe do that because you're trying to like balance out, you know, how good you think a player is. But at the end of the day, like they got to be able to make baskets. Like even if you are drafting them for their defense, they got to be able to like kind of make baskets. And yeah, no, I think that's something you definitely run into. Yeah. I mean, when the downside people are saying is whether you can get open looks at the next level. Yeah. I mean, they're lying about your height. They're just, they just are. And yep. he turns the ball over. I don't know where he's going to go, but. This is actually one of the guys I'm looking at for, for, for Phoenix. Phoenix a little bit. Uh, what just because I know he'll, he, actually, I don't know he'll be there, but he might be there. There's he a good might chance be he'll be there. Do you think he will fit in? Maybe. I mean, probably not right away. I'm not saying he'll come in and like get minutes on the Western Conference champions immediately, but I, 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 I kind of like what he could do. This is maybe my personal most intriguing pick. Uh, he's probably going to go into the second round. And if Portland, if Portland somehow, some way can get a second round pick, this would be the one I would want them to use it on. I'm excited. Isaiah Livers. Okay. Six, seven Michigan forward. He would have a hundred percent been a first round pick if he wouldn't have fractured his foot. And now he's a mid to late second round pick, which is wild. That disparity between for sure first round and mid second round 
for a foot break? It's not even any ligaments tear, babies. Like, <laughs> it's just bones. Yeah. That shit is coming right back. You're going to snap right back. He is long. He can shoot 43% from three. He can definitely shoot. Fill it up. Yeah. And that doesn't matter. Like, that little foot break, what does that matter? Very good defender. Cost me my Michigan uh, futures bet. Could you, yeah. Cost you your <laughs> Michigan futures bet. Downside, he's 23, but I don't give a fuck. Damian Lillard's 31. I mean, when you're picking late, when you're picking late, like especially like in the second round, I think you stop thinking about age. You're really only thinking about the age, like the lotter- lottery. Yeah. Yeah. So I like him. Like, I think he could be really good for us. Like a, like a six, seven. I like that. Six, seven who can shoot. Yeah. Like an MP, MPJ, but thicker. Yeah. I love yeah, it. Yeah, we talk about Isaiah Jackson. He's like 20 pounds heavier than Isaiah Jackson yes. at six, seven. At yeah. six, seven. Yeah. yeah. 230 something, right? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I like that. I like that. Um, that concludes it. That concludes the draft portion of the show. Gonna be interesting to watch. If you had one surprise, what would your surprise be? You have to give me just one thing that you think might happen that is like going to shake shit up. Golly, that's so tough. I think it, I think we might see, like, I mean, I kind of already said it, like Isaiah Todd, somewhere, him going earlier, but that wouldn't like really move the needle that much. Won't splash me. That's uh, not splashing me. I mean, would you consider Kaminga at five? Like, I would consider that a splash. Then, yeah. Okay. I think that's very possible. Kaminga at five. I've got two splashes. One, Detroit trades the number one pick. <laughs> I've been saying it all year. If it happens, if it happens, I need you to just text me right away. Okay. Yeah. Just text me right away with like a smiley emoji or something. Well, usually by this point, it's like there, there's like been talks of like, oh, like like their contracts almost set or, or like stuff like that. Or like, oh, like, like we saw like. Cade like talking with Detroit on the phone or, or something like that. And we haven't we haven't seen that. So yeah. I think I saw something that was like Detroit likes Cade still not committed 100 percent to him no. still evaluating all options. I think that would shake shit up. I think then that would fuck all of the plans up that Golden State has with Cleveland, because I think Cleveland might try to grab Cade and maybe who knows, maybe then Houston ends up taking Evan, and then he goes three to Jalen. Jalen Green ends up going three to the Pistons, and that's who they wanted all along. Kind of like a Celtics Sixers trade scenario, one of those things. Uh, that would shake shit up fast. That would put a wrench in anything that Golden State would want to do. Yeah, I think the second one is that Golden State end up like moving those picks. Like, oh yeah, they can. Picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can see that. Either moving them and getting Suggs, or moving them all together with Wiggins and Wiseman, and then end up getting some major player, Big which splash, I think would be yeah. dope. I mean, that'd be a bit. You better get all star level player if you're sending that much. I mean, that's yeah. Facts, yeah. facts. Uh, so I think that would be it. That's my main surprise. Yeah. I know that there will be one that we cannot foresee. Yeah. I want to talk about Cam Thomas for a second. Little, oh. little, little tiny scoring guard. He actually he's not that tiny, but guard at LSU. Yes. Uh, I think he has like Lou Williams potential. He can fill it up. So I think you're right. He will not start, though. He is Will- Lou Williams potential in the sense that he can get buckets. The thing I don't like about Cam Thomas is around the rim, it always feels like he's an under the rim scorer. Like he's always coming down when he's when he's finally letting it go. Yeah, his layup package needs work for sure, but I mean, he's got a great mid-range game. I think he could really help a team. Yeah, I think he could help. Uh, where do you think he'll he'll go? Do you like him he's for, for Phoenix? He's, uh Do you think he'd go 29? 
Because that would be a great, he could, if that he's could there, be a yeah. great spot for. Yeah, no, he's definitely one of those that he I'm thinking feels about. Feels like yeah. a Phoenix player. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like great in the mid range. Mm-hmm. He has an interesting shot, like sort of two piece, two piece hezzy. Like, but once he, I don't know, uh, well, he's got an interesting like rise, but his like release is like there. He has a it's, smooth yeah, release, but yeah. the rise pause, which I think is great for mid range. Yeah, but he he pauses even from deep. Yeah, he kind of does. I like him. I like him. But you, you're for the LSU guys. I'm not. It's a, it, it's a little bit of LSU bias. I won't lie. But I, I just, I, he's falling on boards, and I don't really know why. Because of his layup package. Yeah. Who else do you like? Do you have any other names before we go? Uh, no, we, you kind of covered. Like, I actually kind of like some of the guys that you don't like. I think Isaiah Todd has potential. I think Isaiah Jackson uh, does have, you know. Decent potential. Uh, I don't really have any other names to really throw out. Uh, I mean, what's the Duke guy? Uh, Jalen Johnson. I think he's oh, yeah. interesting. He is interesting. Yeah, yeah, but even though like a lot of people now think he can't shoot, uh, he's falling a little bit. But like, I, I think someone's going to be happy with the value they get with him. One question. Do you think Ben Simmons's playoff performance changed at all how people saw prospects in the draft? Yes or no? Yeah. I do too. Yeah. I think it changed everything. They're like, if you're not going to shoot, you could be a max guy in big moments and you would just pass it all the way up. If you can't shoot free throws and you're not going to shoot, what are we doing? Yeah. And that's, I think it's changed my mind too. Like, I'm like, oh, Scotty Barnes. I'm like, nope, not Scotty Barnes. <laughs> all right. That's all the time that we have for the draft show. Please like, please subscribe to all the social channels. Yada, yada, yada. We have this league merch on sale. Yada, yada, yada in the Barstool store. <laughs> Probably some this league uh, merch coming for next season. That's all the time that we have. 